0: Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth. To help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. At your own banking
1: system.com. Welcome to the Cash Flow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host, Inside the Dojo, MC Laubscher.
2: Hello, Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobsher and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Bob Berg, the best-selling author of The Go-Giver. There is a major problem in the world today. It's not people disagreeing with one another. It's that they cannot disagree agreeably, civilly, and most importantly, persuasively. And according to Bob that simply need not be the case. Bob says you can get the results you want while making the other person feel genuinely good about themselves, about the situation, and about you. Whether between family members and friends, employers and employees, politicians, political pundits, and of course, tens of millions of people on social media, today's discussions are no longer discussions, but rather fueled up hate-filled, vitriol-spilling diatribes and personal insults. The results? Well, no minds are being changed, but rather they remain stuck in the echo chambers of their already closely held beliefs. Worse, friends are becoming enemies, discourse has shut down, understanding and uh, acceptance is not being reached and people feel downright lousy about it. Is this any way to communicate? Is this any way to uh, to live? Fortunately, the authors of the best-selling Go-Giver series, Bob Berg and John David Mann, have responded to this unfortunate situation and are back with a long-awaited new parable, their first in seven years. In their best-selling business parable, the Go-Giver And then their follow-up, the Go-Giver leader, Bob Berg and John David Mann challenged the conventional wisdom about success. Now they're back with a new and equally compelling story about the power of genuine influence in business and beyond. The Go-Giver influencer, a little story about a most persuasive idea tackles the paradox of achieving what you want by focusing on the other person's interests. No, not in a way that uh, is self-sacrificial, but rather in such a way that all parties benefit greatly. This results in both immediate and long-term success. Bob Berg speaks all over the world on topics related to the go-giver, as well as what he calls ultimate influence, While his total book sales number well over a million copies and his and man's original book uh, has itself sold over 700,000 copies and has spurred an international movement their new book however the go-giver influencer might just be the most important book of all uh and it's so needed in the current climate uh in the environment that we find ourselves in today after interviewing over 300 cash flow ninjas on the show a common question i get asked is what are some of the top things that you have learned from these cash flow ninjas and i've compiled the biggest lessons i've learned in a report and video the 10 top things that Cashflow Ninjas know. You can download the video and report at
3: cashflowninja.com are you an investor looking for passive cash flow but don't have the time to explore your options discover real estate it's the best option for passive income that savvy investors have been turning to for years to generate income and build wealth but the reality is real estate investing takes expertise market knowledge and time so what do you do if you don't have the time or market knowledge discover how many business investors have found a way to generate cash flow from real estate investing their secret they partner with proven private real estate investment funds 4Peaks Capital Partners have created a system that allows accredited investors the opportunity to invest in undervalued assets to generate passive income and capital gains. Invest with the cash flow experts and sit back while 4Peaks does all the work call 4 Peaks Capital Partners at 8775 income. That's 8775 income or go to privateincomeinvesting.com. An offer to buy or sell securities is only made by a private placement memorandum. Prospective investors must read the PPM in its entirety before making an investment decision.
2: My friend Dave Zook from the Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns. From multi family apartments, ATM machines, and self storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the real asset investor offers, such as their multi family, ATM, and self storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com. Forward slash real asset investor. There is a major problem in the world today. It's not uh, people disagreeing with one another, it's that they cannot disagree agreeably, civilly, and most importantly, persuasively. Here to talk and discuss with me this is my friend Bob Berg. Bob,
1: welcome to the show. It is so great to be back. Always love speaking with you.
2: Yeah, absolutely! Fantastic to connect, uh, Bob. For my listeners um, that are not familiar with you and your work, can you uh, please share a little bit about yourself uh, and your background?
1: Yeah, well, my background was first broadcasting, and then and then sales, and I became a real student of sales. Eventually, uh, becoming sales manager of a company, and then that kind of morphed into a speaking business and uh, so i've had a few books out um, endless referrals was one of them the, the, over the last 10 years it's been really the uh, uh, our parables co-authored with john david Mann, the uh, go giver series the go giver then the go giver leader uh, go givers sell more and the uh, newest one uh, the go giver influencer and it's really all you know all the books all the books in the go giver series are around a very very basic premise and that is shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing value to others and understanding that doing so is not only a a pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well because people are going to do business with us because they believe they will be better off by doing so. Not Not for any other reason, and so it's it's up to it 's up to us to create those relationships with a true, genuine authentic focus on bringing value to them
2: and uh, this new book of yours, uh, the Go Giver Influencer, comes out at a very, very um, so much needed time we 've had very <laughs> interesting thanksgivings. Uh, in the United States, uh, over the last uh, two year, well, year or two years rather, yeah. um, a lot of fracturing going on. Uh, can you share a little bit more about the background uh, around this book and what inspired you to write it?
1: Yeah, it's a great question because even though it's a, a business parable uh, about you know two different business people trying to put a uh, a transaction together, it, it's really focused on the the whole idea of influence which is uh, you know on a very basic level influence is the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action usually within the context of a specific goal what we've seen over the last uh, you know and i think it's been a, a bunch of years but it's but it seems to have really kind of kind of hit a, a a tipping point almost is that people whether whether at a a family gathering or a social event or more than anything online on the social media platforms, (laughs) yes, they they engage in this hatred, vitriolic type of arguing with each other where it's almost there are two sides. And if you're not on my side, not only are you wrong, but you are an absolutely evil human being who's looking to destroy this country and blah, blah, blah. And what people are doing is they're, they're venting but they're not persuading, they're not influencing. Right. And whether we're talking business or family or social or, or uh, political, you know, the, the, the goal is not just to express our feelings, <laughs> our goal is to persuade and influence because it's only through influencing another human being that something is going to get done and move in a positive direction. You bring up a very good point. The online environment is extremely <laughs> been extremely
2: interesting. I used to enjoy looking at the pictures that folks posted on the, of their meals on uh, on their <laughs> Facebook and and family pictures, and it certainly has become an outlet. and And to your point, um, it almost brings uh, to mind scenes of. Uh, the book and, and also the movie 1984, where they had this, uh, this hour or, or this time for hate where someone, yeah, they would just scream minutes. at it. yeah, they would just scream at a telescreen. <laughs> uh, so it almost, it almost seems like it's uh, turned into that. Now, how would people find common ground in such an environment and uh, the world that we car- currently live in?
1: Well, I think the first thing in finding common ground is is just coming to a realization that most people, not, not everyone, but most people, even if they disagree with the way of getting to a certain point, most people still agree with what they ultimately want. For example, and let's, let's go back to politics uh, just for a moment, which I know can be a very dangerous subject to talk about. But, um, you know, whether someone, and there seems to be, you know, you've got the political left and the political right, and those seem to be the two big sides, although there are, there are more than that. There's also independent, there are libertarians there are, who are kind of outside that, that paradigm. But, but let's just go with what most people are familiar with, the left and the right. The left and the right, you know, most of people on the left and the right, they basically want the same thing. They want to live in a country where people are free to be able to prosper, seek happiness, uh, be able to live the kind of life they want. They want people to have good health care that's affordable, and and they want people to be, yeah, I mean, most, everybody wants that. I mean, you've got some outliers on either side, that that, but 99.999%, that's what people want. Now, there's a huge difference in the way they would Say to get there, okay I mean the, on the political left to them, health care means you've got to have government running it. on the political right, it would mean government will destroy health care, not, not provide it affordably and so forth. Okay, good people can, can debate that absolutely. Um, but that's not what we're having. We're not having discussions. It's It's the left thinks the right and the right thinks the left is out instead to you know destroy the country for everyone through their own agenda. We've got to understand most people are not out to destroy the country through their own agenda. They're out to make the country better through their own agenda. Uh, now, this doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Of course not. But if you want to engage them, you cannot insult someone. You, you can't insult someone and expect them to buy into your ideas. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think anyone would agree <laughs> with that on a very logical level, yet that's what we see. Have you ever noticed – that let's say someone uh makes a political point on, on Facebook, let's say, okay, and someone writes back, they comment and say, I can't believe you're saying that people like you are the most horrible hu- excuses for a human being and blah, 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 and you're trying. Now, does the person receiving that 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 horrible uh vitriol do they ever post back something like? Wow. Thank you so much for pointing out the error of my ways. I hadn't thought about (laughs) it that way before, but now that you put it that way, I realize I've been wrong this whole time. Yeah. No, of course not. (laughs) But what if we took another test? Okay. What if someone writes back with that kind of vitriol and and the person now responds by saying, let's say the person's name is Dave. Um, you know, Dave, I've got to say, I admire your passion and you sound like a person who truly uh, cares about people like you. I want to live in a country where people are able to, and then, you know, whatever it is, the point is that, that, that everyone pretty much wants. And then you say, I think the only issue is what's the best way to have that happen. Now, a couple things, can take place. One, and I've seen this before, by the way. That person might apologize for the way they they uh, responded, and you may have shifted that frame from one of adversaries into one of two people who are just looking for a common solution. But someone might say, "Well, wait a second, Bob. That person who 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 uh, who came up with that horrible, you know, insulting—they're not going to change. they well, probably not. But here's the thing, and this is holds for both online and." in real life. (laughs) And that's this, for every two people engaged in a conversation, there are about 10 to 20 people listening and watching and observing. And most of those people are not way to the left or way to the right. Most of them are somewhere in the middle, okay, maybe a little to the left or a little to the right, and their minds can be opened. But what they're looking for as they observe is two things. One is they're looking for who makes the most cogent argument. So you've got to obviously know your stuff when you engage in a conversation. But even more important in today's world, more important than that is they're looking for the person who communicates their ideas in an acceptable way, in a way that they can relate to. In a way that they can say to themselves, hmm, I could ask this person a question and not get my head bitten off because I'm not 100% on board. And that's how we go into persuasion and influence mode as opposed to just vitriol
2: and this is in every area of our life you we've yes. we've touched on politics uh business and in and in business uh there there's money involved too right. <laughs> in negotiation and sales so the the same type of emotions uh and, and things are there and uh in this book you share five secrets of genuine influence which is so important because it's very difficult to navigate away on this spinning bowl of dirt that we all find ourselves in <laughs> if we cannot influence, negotiate, persuade uh, other folks.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and let's go, if you'd like, let's go through very quickly those five principles because I think that we can take those. And again, as you said, it's not just about politics, it's business, it's life, it's everything. Right. And and so let's let's begin with number 1 which is control your emotions or what we call master your emotions. You know, this is where it all begins because it's only when we are in control of our own emotions, when we're in control of ourselves, that we're even in a position to take a potentially negative situation or person and turn it into a win for everyone involved. We all know this, right? But the challenge is we're human beings, and as such, we're emotional creatures. It's how we're built. And we know that, you know, while we may have aspects of logic within us, we are pretty emotion-driven. We make major decisions based on emotion. We back up those decisions with logic, or we rationalize, which if you break up the word in two, it simply means we tell ourselves rational lies, And so what we need to do is not deny our emotions or forego our emotions. Uh, There's no need to do that. Emotions are a great part of life. Uh, No, we just need to be sure we're mastering them as opposed to they mastering us. Or as one of my great friends and mentors, Dondi Scumachi, puts it, take your emotions along for the ride, but make sure you are driving the car. In other words, you're behind the wheel and the, your emotions are in the passenger side, because one of the characters in the story, one of the mentors, told her protege, if you allow your emotions to drive the car, you're driving at the mercy of a drunk driver, and that's <laughs> dangerous. And so, you know, when you're negotiating a business transaction with someone, and that person maybe kind of reacts defensively, or they come up with an objection that you feel is kind of ridiculous, or maybe you've answered it twice or three times and they ask the same thing, you need to make sure you control your emotions. You need to make sure you don't become defensive and that you don't buy into that and answer that way, because all you're going to do is turn them off. Whereas if you can be relaxed about it, if you're in control of your emotions, if you can make them feel good about the question that they've asked, uh, now, you know, you've, you've created a, a good context.
2: You're listening to Bob Berg on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after word from our sponsors. MC Lobsher is the host of the top-rated
0: business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, and also the president of Producers Wealth producer's wealth assists people in creating protecting and perpetually multiplying wealth in any economy through creating processes that help them increase their production provide them with liquidity passive income generators and opportunities for enormous growth learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at your own system.com
3: are you having a hard time finding great investment properties unfortunately the best deals are rarely found locally Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com.
2: You're listening to Bob Berg on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and are back to our interview. In the next principle, you also share of how it's so important to step into the other person's shoe, which I think a lot of us tend to forget from time to times, especially when uh, we get a little bit of emotion driven.
1: Yeah. And well, and here's the thing too, you know, it's, it's easy to say step into the other person's shoes until we realize that most of us have different size feet. (laughs) <laughs> In other words, you know, we all come from different ways of seeing the world, right? You know, different belief systems, different ideas. Most conflict is, is the result of two or more people seeing the same basic situation from different viewpoints. But as human beings, we tend to think that everyone else sees the world the same way we do. And and that makes intuitive sense, right? How could it be any different? It's it's all we know how we see the world. So what we need to do, and you know, I know you teach this, is ask questions. If you, if you're right. going to get into their head in a positive way, if you're going to be able to understand them and put yourself in their shoes, you've got to ask questions. But but as again, as one of the mentors told the uh, the their uh, his protégé, Jillian, Uh, but don't just listen with your ears. That's surface listening. That's what most of us do. That's the kind of listening that we do while we're waiting our turn to speak, right? Or we're forming the exact comeback so that we can really, you know, hit that person sharp with it when we're, no, listen not with your ears or just with your ears. Listen with your eyes. Listen with your posture. Or as he said, listen with the back of your neck. In other words, what he was saying is, Put your entire being into listening to this person. Now, two things are going to happen when you do this. One is you actually learn more, right? You equip yourself with much more knowledge because when you ask good questions, this person's going to give you answers and they're going to explain to you. They're going to let you know what they need, what they want, what they desire, what their problems are, what their best solutions are, right? Uh, The other thing it's going to do is it is go- they're going to understand they're going to feel listened to <laughs> and now they feel good about you they begin to to like you they begin to trust you because they know you're listening they know you care
2: absolutely and and people like to talk and they like to <laughs> and they like to share especially about themselves uh-huh absolutely uh, and in the next principle you talk about setting the frame which is so important because Everyone has a different day. Everyone has a different uh, situation or mental uh, state that they're in. So it's so, so, so important.
1: Set it, you're right. Setting the frame is absolutely, if when you set the frame correctly, you're 80% of, the, 80% of the way there to the results you want. Let me give you a, an example, again, outside of business of, of what I have always believed was the perfect, the best frame I have ever seen set. I was in a Dunkin' Donuts restaurant and having coffee and reading. There was a little boy about two, two and a half years old, a little toddler. And he was running around the restaurant when his his, uh, parents called him over to the table. He starts to walk over when suddenly he takes a spill on the floor. He he, uh, slips and falls. Now, he didn't hurt himself. uh, You could tell. But he was very shocked. He was surprised he hadn't experienced that before. It was new for him. So the first thing he does is he immediately looks over at his parents, right? The two people he trusts most in the world. Why? Because he wants to get their interpretation of the event. What happened, happened. He wanted to know what happens next. What does this mean? What happens next? Now, I truly believe that had his parents gotten panicky and upset and, you know, run over and, oh, no, are you okay? I think he would have started to cry, but what they did is they just handled it so beautifully. They walked over quickly, but very calmly, and with a very calm air about them, aura about them. Uh, they they smiled, and they you know they began to applaud and laugh, and they said, "Oh, that looks like so much fun! What a good trick!" And he immediately began to laugh. Okay, now what the parents did is they set a productive frame from which he could operate. And we can do that when we meet anyone. It could be as simple as a smile, you know, a genuine, authentic, from the heart smile and a greeting that lets this person know we're happy to meet them. Uh, It could be, you know, we're in a, a group conversation, someone walks in and you can kind of tell they want to join the group, but they're not sure. And so you kind of open your body language, which sets the frame of, yes, you're welcome to join us. Come right on in. Uh, But it also might be that you need to reset someone else's negative frame. Uh, let's say you need to see the supervisor because the the person at the desk isn't equipped or doesn't have the authority to give you what you need, and so they go back. They get the um, the supervisor, who they tell you his name is Mr. Jones, and and he's going to come out to to help you. But hey, you know, Mr. Jones comes out with an attitude, and who knows why? Maybe he's been at his job ten years, hates his job has to deal with people asking for things all the time. And, you know, he, he has to put on a polite facade, but he's ready to quote the rule book and make things difficult. Well, he comes out and usually he's greeted by someone who says, I need this on that. And he says, well, it's not the rule say, but well, I don't care. Right. And, and everybody, nobody wins. But you know, even if you, you get your way, uh, you kind of have a stomach ache, you make people upset, you upset yourself. Okay, let's do a whole different thing. Let's reset this frame. He comes out, again, he's, he, he's polite, but he's kind of got his game face on. But you're going to be different. And, uh, you know, let, let, uh, we'll, we'll use me. We'll use my name in this since I'm telling the story. So, so he sees me, comes out, he sees me. I have a smile on my face, genuine smile. I start to walk toward him with my arm outstretched. And I say, hi, Mr. Jones, Bob Berg. Thank you so much for taking a moment out of your day to see me. I know you're very busy boom. We have just now reset this frame from, again, being adversarial, uh, customer against management, to one in which, hey, we're just two allies looking for the best possible solution. In fact, we have now become that customer who he wants to please, who he wants to serve. That's, That's utilizing the frame for everyone's advantage.
2: And that sets the stage to communicate with tact and empathy, which is
1: the fourth uh, uh,
2: secret of of genuine
1: influence. Exactly. You know, my my dad has always defined tact as the language of strength. And, And I've always enjoyed that definition because to me, it takes a strong person to communicate, to speak tactfully to others, because it means you did have to control your emotions. It means you do have to do your best to understand that person. Maybe look at the frame that's been set to see if you need to reset it. It means that you're able to communicate an idea to someone that may not be something they would wanna hear, okay? But in the real world, not in a fantasy world, but in the real world, there's times we need to correct or critique or constructively criticize or help someone see a better way of thinking or doing something. And what tact does is it allows us to communicate this idea in such a way that not only is the person not defensive toward us and resistant to our ideas, but they're open to us and they're more accepting of our ideas. Uh, empathy, which is by definition the identification with or vicarious experiencing of another person's feelings, well, you know, again, we have to to to, to know that we don't always know how they feel, okay. Just like uh, we don't always know what they're thinking, which was the part about stepping into their shoes, we don't always understand how they're feeling. We may have no idea what they're feeling. However, we can certainly communicate that we understand they're feeling something. And when I say communicate, it could be through words, could be through wh- how we say something, could be through just, just being there, just being ourselves. But it's, it's communicating that we understand they're feeling something and that this something might be upsetting or troubling to them but where they're with them to help them through it. And tact and empathy sort of make the other possible.
2: And this last principle and secret is so powerful. A let go of having to be right, which is where a lot of folks would
1: struggle. Sure. It's, you know It's like the leader or the manager who is wrong and they just can't admit it, right? They don't have the confidence to admit it. Uh, they feel it would make them look bad when really it would make them look good to be able to admit it. Or that person we were talking about earlier politically you, who has a certain idea and and if it's their side saying it or doing it, then it's okay. Um, let go of having to be right is sort of that principle that sounds counterintuitive, right? It sounds like you're saying, well, so you don't care about being right? No, that's not what we're saying at all. Of course you care about being right. You, you um, prefer to be right and you'll prepare yourself and um, increase the odds that you'll be right. But it means you've let go of the attachment to having to be right. And what's powerful about that is that when you do this, you put yourself in learner's mode, which is a position to grow. See, when you cannot let go of having to be right, you, are, you very easily fall victim to what's called confirmation bias. It, that's a term that's been utilized a lot lately, and it means exactly what it says. When you hear something or see something or read something that confirms your already held beliefs or biases, well, you agree with it. But when it's something that's contrary to that, you ignore it. Well, Uh, that might make you temporarily feel good, but you certainly can't learn that way. You can be no, you can be no more knowledgeable than you are right now. And so when you let go of having to be right and you go into learner's mode, you allow yourself to be wiser, to be more knowledgeable, which again, equips you with the advantage. What it also does is, when you're dealing with someone in this way and they can tell that you're not just looking to make them wrong that you're not looking to be right at their expense they and they know that you are someone who's simply seeking for the seeking the truth well they're a lot more likely to do the same thing and to respond in kind and now you've got a very collaborative situation as to, as opposed to a competitive one
2: Absolutely. And that's one thing that I've learned from a mentor of mine as well uh, is to always step out of those echo chambers as well and listen to the other side. And, you know, this specific person would spend a lot of time, most of his time with people that, uh, saw things completely uh, the opposite of how he saw it because he wanted to figure out if he's missing something in his business or in he, his investments. Um,
1: that's such great advice. You have a wonderful mentor. And I know you're a great mentor to many people. And, th- and that, that, that really is. And, I, and I'll tell you, we'll take it back to politics for a second. Uh, you know, I'll tell my conservative friends, watch MSNBC. Uh, watch it not, and I'll tell my liberal friends, by the way, watch Fox News sometimes. And when I say that, and they kind of laugh or they scoff, at it, and don't watch it to insult it. Don't watch it to see why they're wrong. Watch it, and, and don't watch it, by the way, to see why they're right. Just watch it to understand. Watch it to understand why they think the way they think. What premises are they basing things on? What is it there that's behind their desire to do this a certain way? because only when you understand, you know, they say you can't, you don't truly know an issue until you can explain it from the other point of view. And so again, uh, it doesn't mean that you, you, you do this in order to accept their opinion, not at all, but you do it so you can understand their opinion. And by the way, you might find sometimes you are wrong. And so by, by being able to be open to learning you've actually, uh, again, caused increase for yourself uh, rather than lack. But regardless, you you just need to be able to allow yourself to understand the other person's point of view. And, um, you know, I think there's a, uh, you know, today there's almost a, a feeling that if you're you're uh, kind to people or respectful that it's some kind of weakness or compromise. And what I would say to that is that tact should never be confused with compromise. Tact should never be confused with compromise. You can always speak tactfully and respectfully to another person without compromising your values. So, so
2: true. Bob, this is a book that uh, is, is so, so necessary right now. I love Thank the message that, uh, that you and David share in, in this. Um, where can my listeners uh,
1: reach out to, uh, and follow you? Where can they find a copy of the book? Yeah, best place is just to go to the Go Giver dot com without the hyphen the dot com and if they click on the uh, graphic the purple cover the go giver influencer it will take them to a page where they can um, get a couple of uh, the first two chapters to see if they like where the story is heading and they can then click through to amazon or one of the other online stores or purchase it uh, from wherever they'd like
2: Fantastic. Bob, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, sharing your message and providing so much value for my listeners.
1: Always great to be with you. I love the work you're doing.
2: Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic
0: Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at
2: yourownbankingsystem.com. At your own banking system.com. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com or text CashflowNinja to 44. 222. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.